Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringer yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and we've got plenty to cover today. We have, we will have a bit of a look back to Leicester, but I don't really want to. So, but we'll so, be very brief. Um, then we'll talk about a win, an actual Rotherham United win. Uh, which to say was lucky is a slight understatement to be honest with you. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll cover cover all the action from that. And then we've got another game, three game episode where we're going to talk about the Sunderland game. We'll preview Sunderland coming to New York City on Friday night, uh, the third game of the Christmas festive period. Uh, however, that lovely, lovely, Chris, lovely, lovely Christmas. Uh, Mick, first of all, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Thank you. All right. Got a bit of man flu, but apart from that, I'm all right. We'll manage. Uh, yeah. How's your Christmas been? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, yeah, I mean, I got got my Christmas present on Boxing Day, as you're aware. Uh, yeah. Rest of it, pretty good. Plenty of beer, plenty of food. Um, what what else is there really? Rotherham United. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, people is as Jamie says, evening all. Will any salty Middlesbrough fans be joining us tonight? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Neil Jones with us, Harvey Kelly, Shellstone, Nathan Crouch is with us as well. Uh, Paramount says, evening, evening all good call by the ref last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll come on to that. Uh, Danny Woolwich, Danny, we shouldn't be on his own for long, but we are to start with, which works out quite nicely because Danny was working for the Leicester game, so we might as well start there, Mick. Yeah, man. Um, 3 0 loss, as expected, to be honest with you. Um, some good moments, some bad moments. It was yeah. it was as I expected. That that's that's all I can take from it. It's just yeah, that's how bad I thought it'd go. To be honest with you, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny because uh, I mean, before the game we all expected it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but then after the game, we were all um, all doom, gloom, and end of the world. Uh, all it was very very bizarre 
some of the comments I read after the game just made me think I, I weren't sure, first of all, whether I'd been to the same game as some of these people have been watching. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, yeah, some of the comments were just bizarre, quite frankly. Um, we, we had no choice but to go there and try and get whatever we could out of that game because the quality that they've got in that squad is ridiculous for this division. It's absolutely outrageous. Um, and for 60 minutes of the game, I thought we'd, we'd, we did a really good job of holding them at bay. Um, anybody who thought we were going to end up with 15 shots on target and 17 corners is deluded. I mean, you know, it's it just bizarre, some of the comments. But anyway, that's, that's how it is. We did a decent job for 60 minutes. And then, uh, to be fair, I think we, we probably gifted them all three goals. Mm. So two of the goals were gifted them. I would argue that the referee gifted them the second one. Um, but but yeah, I don't think we expected to come away from uh, from King Power with anything, um, and that's what we got in it ultimately. Mm. And and the 198 million pound difference in value of squad kind of showed. Who'd have thought? Eh? Weird that. Isn't it? <laughs> Who'd have thought um, that? Um, Neither the Crabtree says it could have been worse, and that's about it. That's that sums up pretty well. Uh, Danny, we're not going to spend long on Leicester game because it's been and gone and there's quite a lot of water passed under the bridge since then. Um, what were your thoughts and feelings on it? We all want to win a game. We all want to win a game of football. And if we'd have come up come with Leicester, it would have been amazing. But you've got to be realistic, haven't you? And to say that that was, could have been worse. As Nathan just said, the comments of Leicester. <laughs> Done his Wi-Fi. Yeah, my Wi-Fi has been awful. I'm going to log out and come back, lads. Um, okay. See if I can improve it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Shelley says, "Could see it coming against Leicester. We'd have been very well to keep it up for ninety minutes. Just wish we had, wish we had a plan B. If uh, it was the midfield battle, uh, we were losing, not up front." Um, Paramount says, "A lot of money went on three 0 Leicester. Just saying." Uh, yeah, Chile, Cody and Iacho on the bench are worth more than our entire squad. Yeah, I, th I thought we did okay. I thought you can you can always ask questions. What I would say, I thought Nombe was had particular joy on the right hand mm. side against the long haired guy. Can't remember his name now. Um, yeah. We just needed we just needed a bit more service, really. Yeah. Um, but it feels a lazy thing to me to say. But what can you do? They just yeah. <laughs> it sounds really simplistic and lazy. But I, I do I generally do think I don't know what more we could have done. I think I think given given the, the 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 number of injuries we've got in our squad and how, de, how depleted it is, um, the the fact that we can't even put we can't even fill the bench at the moment, um, and and their bench is worth more than our stadium and team put together, you know it's always going like I say it's always going to be a difficult one, but you've got to stay in the game. I think this this particular game was one of those that that the Matt Taylor playing away from home tactic of. Stay in it and see if you can catch them on the break. Uh, was was probably the only one of the games this season that where that tactic fitted, and we tried that and we did a reasonable job until, you know, the the, the two goals, the, the first goal, I think, um, I think Victor probably will think he could have done better. He pushed the ball out rather than sideways. Mm -hmm. It was a decent save, but it went out rather than side rather than you know out towards mm -hmm. the corner flag after he after he touched it. But then we've got to defend that better as well, yeah. <clears throat> you know. So that was disappointing. The second goal, well, I mean, we can talk about it all night. 
Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a penalty. It's just simply mm. not a penalty. It's not a foul. Um, you know, and if, if if it is a foul, then the ball should never have got there because there was ten times as much contact on Revan prior to prior to that ball dropping to them than there was on the uh, on the Leicester player. Um, he, and he's taken three or four paces before he's gone down. Yeah, it does. You know, so it's, it's not a penalty in at all, whether it's in or outside the area. For me, <clears throat> it's irrelevant. Uh, and again, poor defending for the third goal. Uh, you know, it should have been defended better. So, but when you're under that amount of pressure for that amount of time against that quality, you know, yeah. mistakes are going to happen. You can't call people out for, in my view, anyway. Uh, I agree, completely agree. Yeah. Danny's with us. Danny, how's the wife holding up? Um, it might be all right now. It seems to be like working. Just, Wait, just... This, is, this is weird. I've plugged my laptop in at the mains, and then suddenly my Wi-Fi is all right. Explain that one. Don't know. <laughs> it likes electricity. Yeah. Anyway, power, power hungry. Uh, just give us your, just sum up your thoughts and feelings for the Leicester game before we move on to Borough. Oh Christ! For the Leicester game, um, well, whilst the Leicester game was on, I was um, out and about, so I was listening to it on Radio Sheffield. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. It didn't sound the best. I mean, it, it sounded all right for the first half. Oh, God. He's it's, it's playing up again, isn't you it? Won. <laughs> yeah. You went out, then you're back now, though. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is bizarre. So, yeah, so <laughs> rather than played up a bit like my Wi-Fi, it was fine for a bit and then just capitulated. Um, <clears throat> to them, I thought. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so for those 20 minutes... Um, <clears throat> yeah, my mum sort of like went and my mum sort of dropped off someone's present, and then when she came back, went we're two 0 down, and she went how? And it's like Rotherham, there you go. <laughs> um, but it was—I think it was always going to be a tall order, but the golfing class showed because they just sort of blitzed it for twenty minutes, and then we were three 0 down really. Um, but it is one of them games where you sort of have to just take it on the chin and move on because we played well against Leicester earlier on in the season, because I think we were all just new to the season, really. Whereas now that they've got going a bit, it's a bit, mm, there's the golfing class, you know. I mean, Liam Richardson even described it himself. They're a Premier League team in the Championship, and it's like, yeah. So, um, the one the one thing I can take from the game is that we're going to get battered at Fulham. <laughs> Fair enough. That's not, well, they, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Kelly for Bob says Lumberkees is coming for a lot of stick uh, recently. Um, I thought he did really well against Mavizidi. This Rails brings on to the Borough game, Mick, because I think mm-hmm. the last three games, including the Plymouth game, we 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 have all called for Dexter to be taking out the firing line, and mm-hmm. that's that's where we saw it. I thought against Plymouth he was very good. I thought against last year he was very good, and I thought yesterday against Borough he was very very good. I Liam Richardson has done only three games, small sample size. But Liam Richard seems to have understood what Dexter needs, what we need from Dexter, and that is that he's a wing back, not a right back. Mm. Who would have thought that? Eh? I know. Who would have thought a player with some quality showing some quality? Uh, a player with some quality who's just gone through a bad patch and comes out the other side. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm gobsmacked. Never, I've never seen that happen before. <laughs> I, I know I'm being sarcastic and, and and smart and everything else, but you know, you you. 
he's a quality footballer. He's a 19-year-old quality footballer, and he's going to have bad patches. We don't need to be calling him out and telling him everybody should be dropped and sent back. We don't need to be doing that. You know, we just need to let him get on with his game. Um, maybe there are, had we got some fit players, then I'm sure he would have been taken out of the firing line a little bit. Um, just while his form picked up, while his form picked up, we've not got that luxury, unfortunately, uh, because we haven't got another fit right back other than Lee Peltz. And, and, and unfortunately for him, he's, he's, he's out, he's injured, you know, he's out injured every other game at the moment. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was great to see him back on some sort of form. Uh, and causing some problems down that right hand side. Mm. Um, he, he played very, very well at Leicester, I thought, um, for the bulk of it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, it's great to see him. It's great to see him turning up again down that right hand side. I agree. Before we move on to the Borough game properly, let's pick up a little bit of information. Jamie asks, "Does anything happen, happening with Bowler? Not in the squad, but new manager can can always bring a new lease of life to certain mm. players." So let's wait and see what happens with Bowler. Because uh, I think as soon as the first night, I think he register people again. So potentially it could be it could be available from, from them from those games onwards. Shelley says, seen the tweet earlier that Kyoso is coming back. Any truth? And how do we feel about it? What do you get in the current squad? Yeah, I've seen the tweet. I have no suggestions of whether that is uh, there's validity or not to the tweet. Um having said that, Danny, he's gonna be coming back in it. <laughs> there's no ifs, but so maybe. We could all put a tweet out because it's for me. It's so obvious that he one for one reason or another, Peter Kiosa will be back as a as a rather only player within well four or five days probably. Um, <clears throat> well, I saw one tweet sort of say I saw the tweet that you're on about, and it said from the first of January, and it's like, but Kiosa joins um, Peterborough quite late on in the window, so I think it's he can only come back after January the eighteenth. That's that's a backup tweet that I saw. To it. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not, uh, but it's just something to bear in mind if it ticks over to the first of January and the club haven't rene- uh, uh, put out a tweet saying he's been recalled. Um, but yeah, I think with Kyoto in January, I, I think it's more or less nailed on that he's going to come back purely because we've got a new manager and he'll want to have a look at him. Because, in my opinion, anyway, it'd be silly to have a player ripping it up in League One, captaining the side in League One, um, on loan from us, and then just go and just leave him be. That'd be mm. silly. At least bring him back and have a look. If 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 the manager decides that he's not ready, then fair enough. He can go back out if Peter wants him again. Mm. Um, but at the same time, if we are so we are so short of bodies at right back in terms of younger players. Like no disrespect to Peltier, but we've seen that he can like do a game and then has to miss one. Mm. Um, where and then we've got Lembekisa as well. So bringing Kelso back to as one of our own players just adds bodies to the team, and that's what we need. We just need bodies. I mean, Richardson's come out and said Humphreys is in further in front of Blackett in coming back, but weeks, is dead. weeks, not months. Yeah, weeks, weeks. Mm-hmm. weeks. So it's just like, oh, but still, it's still going to be a waiting game for them to come back. So we need another defensive body yeah. and someone who's more right back orientated, which Kyoso is. Um, so unfortunately, Peter Baru, if any of your fans are watching this, if their chairman's watching this, you can block me on Twitter. I don't mind. Um, okay. Kiosa's nailed on to come back, lads. I'm I'm sorry. He's just doing too well not to come back. Um, and in that sense, yeah, but Danny, they want back. him to stay. They want him to stay. Well, <laughs> you want to know what Darren McCantony 
he needs to get his wallet out and pay whatever we say to pay then, because he's still got a year left on his deal at the end of this season. So that's on them. If they don't want to pay the money we, we want them to, then tough, isn't it? That's the business. We saw it happen with um, with Kiefer Moore. Yeah. You know, it, it was on loan of us, and was it Barnsley that wanted to sell him? Uh, no, it was on loan from Ipswich, and Barnsley bought him. That's, that's it. So, so Ipswich recorded him and sold him to Barnsley. So it's just like, you wow. know, you just have to take it on the chin, deal with it. Yeah. Football, football's a rough game. <laughs> yeah, I can't really talk about this as a podcast, Mick. Whether we put the podcast or whether we talked about it less at Leicester game, but it's like Peter have never had a good loan player before <laughs> because. Yeah. How many loan players? Danny's mentioned one key for more. I could go Noah Dicko, Carl Robinson back in the day. Uh, we could name you 10 players that we've all fell yeah. in love with as a loan player. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when they get called, you know what we do? We go, that's right annoying that. I am yeah. gutted that he's gone. Yeah. And go on Twitter and slag off other club that have called him back. It's just, it's just been my year. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. There must be something in water down in Peterborough that. That makes people behave like this because it seems to be quite a regular occurrence that you know there's 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 dummies flying out at the cop week after week after week about something. I, I don't know what it is. It's bizarre. I, I mean, it maybe it's just you know maybe it's just the old one or two that that are, are very vocal about stuff. But some of the comments, some of the some of the social media posts about about this situation is 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 mind numbing, mind bubbling. It's like what what. The, it's like they don't under, some people don't really understand how the loan market works. Who's entitled? To be fair, loan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what do you have to do with a loan? You have to pay it back. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It, listen, it should never have gone out. Never gone out in the first place, in my view. And and. And I'm sure lots of Robin fans feel the same. You know, it left us it left us woefully short down that side anyway. Mm. Why how anybody could think that he's not up to championship standard blows my mind, really. Um and 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 also how anybody could think that we had better within the squad than him in that position, again, also is 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 really unbelievable. So he should never have gone. However, However, you know, he has gone, he's got fit, he started playing really, really well. For some bizarre reason, uh, they've given him the captain's armband as a lone player, which just, again, is, I, it is bizarre. It's, I, can't, I can't get my head around that. Uh, but, but it comes back, it comes back, 100% it comes back. We're short down that right-hand side, you know, and he is a quality, quality player in that position. Uh, end of. He goes to play at half as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It is, it, yeah. It just show up. Yeah. <laughs> show I, think up. The, I think the Kyoto situation is case in point that a lot has happened behind the scenes that we don't know. Yeah. Um, but also plays into the narrative that as new manager, he needs to look at him. Mm. You know, and he needs to see him in training. If Kyoto, if Kyoto comes back he's, and he's not arsed, and fair enough, he goes back on those, not to Peterborough, just to be purely funny. <laughs> um, but if he comes in and likes the cut of Liam Richardson's gym, then he will do a job for us because that's mm. football. We, we pay his wages, effectively. Um, and Peterborough have said, I think, recently that they can't afford Kyoto's wages to buy him outright as it stands. Yeah. Um, so... 
yeah, rock and hard place, unfortunately. And I, it's going to turn into it might turn into a Curtis Tilt situation, which I think every Rotherham fan doesn't want it to, because mm. when as Keo so shown when he's on form, he's fantastic. Um, but I suppose in one sense, it's a good thing that Liam Richardson has been on the opposite side of the Curtis Tilt situation, so he sort of under, could understand the Kyoso situation a little bit better. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting start to the January window. I think mm. if, if there's a possibility, he'll be, he'll be back on the first or second mm. of January. I imagine going to get like 24 hours notice, but he'll be back as soon as he possibly can. Mm. Uh, Chris Taylor has watched him come back and do his hamstring. Yeah, yeah, that's not right actually. Do his hamstring out for season. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Right, let's move on. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Let's move on, Danny, to the win. The win. Um, look. Lady Luck was shining and smiling upon Rotherham United on, on the Boxing Day. Um, <laughs> just talk to me about it. Again, we, I we start thoughts and feelings on what was what is a massive win. Well, <clears throat> it was very lucky. Don't get me wrong. Um, so that's why I've decided to open the Irish whiskey that I got for Christmas. <laughs> you know, look of the Irish and all that. Um, but Bram Hall's goal. He's, he's put on social media like, yeah, I definitely meant to say it. No. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. Um, but there were, I'm sure we'll talk about the goal very shortly, but there were so many instances of, of luck just mm. shining down on us that day. It was about bloody time, I might add, that we got some luck. Uh, we got lucky with the penalty decision because I thought that were a nailed-on penalty. Um, and a lot of fans have said that it was as well. Um, we got lucky with... Middlesbrough not being able to hit a bull's arse with a banjo. Um, and I think we've got... It's it slightly down to a Dauphin's defensive awareness, but also a bit of luck as well, that mm. he was in the right place at the right time to block that shot. Uh, and I'm sure we've seen the tweet that says, how did Middlesbrough not score from here, but Rotherham scored from where Cohen Bramall scored? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm trying my Irish whiskey in celebration of that. <laughs> yeah. Um Let's start with a pen, Mick, because this is realistically this is the biggest. This is the moment of the game. This is the yeah. big moment. Uh, if we were if we were Millsborough fans, we'd be sitting here saying this has changed game um, because it was nil nil at the time. Hacks leans on the opposition, pushes them off balance, um, and it was clear through on goal. It wasn't a genuine attempt for the ball. Um, so if you think it's a foul, it would have to be a red card and a penalty. I've seen some people saying it wasn't in the area. It was 100 million percent inside the area, but the contact may have started outside the area, ended in the area, which makes it inside the area. Um, I'll give you my opinion now, Mick. It was apparently a red card, and I think it's a shocking decision. It's one of the worst this season at New York Stadium. It is absolutely nil, and we've had some shockers this season. It's up there. I thought it was a shocking decision. I, I don't think it's one of the worst, but it's uh, really? you're right, it is up there. Um, yeah, it's a penalty, it's a penalty anyway. Else on the pitch, it's a foul. Um, and and it's a penalty. He's 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 got caught out. Uh, Hax has got caught out. The player's quicker than he thought he was. He's leaned into him. He's basically cut across him. Um, you look at it from one angle, from the angle from behind the goal, and you can clearly see that it's a penalty. The referee's looking at it from completely the opposite angle. So I don't know whether he's seen something different, whether his 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 view or his perspective. Is um, is such that it, it looks like it's shoulder to shoulder from from the the angle that the referees at. Um, I don't know, but it's a penalty. I, I can't. I can't. It, it is. 
the other issue though from from the from a Middlesbrough point of view is that, you know he's, he's gone down the way the way the player's gone yeah. down you know it, it, it's a typical it's a typical dive I'm not yeah. saying he's dove but what I'm saying is that the way he has gone down with his arms up in the air and you know legs legs pointing perfectly straight behind him that kind of um that kind of thing he, he's, he's made the most of the ball Mm. Which which has probably convinced the referee that it's a deliberate dive, but if it is, it's a yellow card, you know. True. So, but yeah, he's got it wrong, and I'd be screaming my head off um, had it had it been the other way. Um, mm. But like I said on the post match, you know, we have had so many, so yeah. many decisions, so many dreadful decisions go against us this season that that doesn't in any way, any way begin to compensate. For the for the the uh, the losses that we've suffered as a result of poor decision making this season, it don't even it don't even scratch the surface of it. So it's a good start, but we've got a long way to go to be, before we reach any sort of parity, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, um, with with decisions going our way or bad decisions going our way. But mm. yeah, for me, it's it is a penalty cuts across him. Harry says he doesn't think it's a penalty, so it was shoulder to shoulder. It could have stuff. I think he. I think he's got. The, I think he's got the contact, which has pushed him off bounds. But then, like Mick says, I think he's thrown himself down. But there was still a foul in there. Um, Adrian Sherrick says it's not a penalty. It goes. Uh, uh, it goes as to when the initial contact is, and that was outside the area, shoulder to shoulder, middle of play. No, it's where the contact ends. If the contact ends within the area. That makes it a penalty. If if you, if that's what we're saying happened, um, and there was definitely contact inside the area. A million percent. Look at the replay. That's definitely there. Um, Danny, lucky. <clears throat> yeah, lucky. Very lucky. I watching the replay. I thought it was a penalty, um, just because we've seen him given before, really. Mm. And, and like you say, the contact carries on into the box. And the, I agree with I agree with you. Make the player does make a meal of it, um, and that's probably convinced the referee that it's not because it is very dramatic. But at the same time, the contacts there is effectively got in front of him. Um, not made contact with the ball and took the player and just effectively just barged him off the ball, which <clears throat> is a penalty. In those situations where you've where you fouled the player and he's gone down in the box, that's a penalty. But the referee was sort of sold on his dramatics. Mm. Um but it's nice to see a nice refreshing referee in the championship not give in to those sort of dramatics. Um, I'm sure he'll be refereeing in League One soon because that doesn't fit the narrative of giving the penalty to the bigger teams all the time. Um, so, yeah. But, 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 <laughs> I know. Um, but, yeah, very lucky to not have that given against us. If that gets given against us and they score, then Lord knows what the score could have been. Oh, it's 1-0 down to 10 men and then the game's gone realistically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at least it wasn't Ayala this time. No, that's true. That's true. Um yeah, let's talk about the goal. We'll come back to hacks later on, Mick, because yeah. he, he deserves his own little section. Um, <laughs> covering Bramall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to say because I, I, can't, I can't really say that on the instant reaction, but the fact he can't cross a ball has really, really worked in our favour because he's completely balls that up in terms of a cross. Um, and I, can't, I just couldn't believe it. I, I say I couldn't believe it, but as soon as it left his foot, there was something in that... Tenth of a second. Oh, was hell? That's going towards goal. That mm. <laughs> just kept on keeper like an absolute thing. Um, 
well, we needed a bit of luck. We're desperate for a bit of luck, and that's that's two pieces looking what in in the space of ten minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and, and I mean, Cohen Bramall realised knew straight away. Obviously, he didn't mean it. He knew it meant to cross the ball. I think you're being a bit unfair to say he's, he's not. He can't cross because he can. It's just he's not consistently. He's not consistent enough in uh, in doing it. But um, you know, it, it, don't forget he's a defender. You know, he's yeah. The defender, he's not in this position that he's playing in at the moment. He's not one that he's he's played all his career. It's it's one that he's now beginning to adapt to, and adapt really well as well. He's finding a lot of space, making some really good runs. And again on Saturday, um, not Saturday because it wasn't Saturday. Whatever it was on Boxing Day, we'll go with that shower. Um, you know, you're making some good runs and, and players are turning away rather than knocking it over the top for him for him to run onto. So that's something that the the rest of the squad need to be looking at as well. But yeah, I mean it. Of course it's lucky. Of course it's lucky. You know, it's a cross. Uh, but having said that, had he ate the cross perfect properly, then Tom Ease would have buried it anyway. So, mm. you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it's lucky. And like Danny said, it, it's, it's about time. It's absolutely mm. about time. Because with the, with the look that we've had this season, if we'd not had bad luck, we wouldn't have had any at all. Mm. Uh, because everything... From injuries to refereeing decisions to to poor decision making by players to mistakes by players, everything everything has gone the wrong way. Um, and I know the argument is you, you make your own look sometimes, but um, you just need a helping hand at times. And we got that on on, uh, on Boxing Day without a doubt yeah. on both counts. Both counts, yeah, yeah. Um, another the middle looking one we we'll talk about in a minute as well. But which the fortune favours the brave, Danny. And for me, it was only a cross, but it was it was that what we've been missing. It was Bramall making that, that that run to allow a pass from Rathbone to get an early ball into the box. Now I know he didn't mean to do it, but it's it's that early ball we've all been crying out for all season. Now if he takes that touch, then it, then obviously that doesn't happen. It's about it's he's trying to be brave by putting the ball in the box early, and that's kind of paid off. That we, we've and we've seen that from in the last couple of games from Liam Richardson on his. Liverpool's teams, there is that trying to be a bit more braver on the ball in the final third and the box entries, as, as pundits like to like to say. And without that box entry, the goal doesn't go in, and that's why that's what we've all been crying out for. And this is one of the reasons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you watch the build up to the goal, you know the little um, passage of play with Rathbone involved as well. How he just mm. um, lays off the ball perfectly to Bramall, and the run that he makes, like you say, fortune favours the brave. He's bombed forward. Mm. Um, but he sort of had to get the crossing early because I think it was Burry's number 18 was completely on him like mm. a flash. Um, so I don't know whether he's rushed it or what, but he's read that situation and gone, I need to get this ball in as quickly as possible. And funnily enough, it's just come up on my phone and replay of the goal. He's arrowed it straight towards Tom Eves at the back post, but there's no spin on the ball whatsoever. Mm. So it's just completely arrowed cross come shot if you like and it caught out the keeper and goal stands simple as but like I say I mean, Tommy will finish that even if the keeper fumbled it uh, or if it landed straight on his head but that's what I'm liking about Lee Richardson's new approach to it we're getting braver we're getting more confident with early balls in alright fair enough we're not shooting at goal itself as much as I'd like um, but you know that's coming with confidence now um, it's about getting the confidence elsewhere and then it sort of builds to in the middle of the part where strikers get the confidence. You know, 
mm. i.e. bring Georgie Kelly on a little bit earlier because he's Georgie Kelly and he'll have a go from anywhere. Mm. Um, he's had a go from nearly near enough the halfway line earlier this season as well. Yeah. Um, but Bramall's goal sort of encapsulated everything that we sort of needed at this point in the season. We needed that look to go our way with the officials, but also the look to go our way um, at the opposite end. And we've got that. And we've got a th- we've got a rare three points this season, and now we just need to build on it. That's what that's Richardson's next job: build on it. Because Sunderland are coming next; they're a little bit iffy at the minute as well. Um, so Pramall's goal could, and I mean could, like could, like that, with the um, things next to it, be a massive building block for the rest of the season. Great escape material, I don't know, um, but it could be a thing where. You know, Richardson could string a run together. Mm. It could, could be a pivot point. That's what it could be. Could be. Um, Christopher says he was talking outside reception later, seeing he meant it, but laughing his head off. Uh, yeah, so it bobbled. Which it, yeah, it definitely does. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, moving on to some other individual performance. Let's start with Hacks. Emma says, how many, uh, I never was Hacks one man of the match at home for? Um... <laughs> This is a funny one, Mick. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I thought Axe was brilliant, but if Axe gives away a penalty and gets sent off, which is probably what should have happened, what are we saying about Axe's performance then? I know it's all if, buts, and maybes. Yeah. But, but it really, it, it, ironically, his performance went up a level after that moment, didn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it absolutely it did. Uh, he obviously realised he got a new, uh, he did got a bit of a reprieve there. And, uh, and, and stepped it up even further. It, it was immense. It was absolutely immense at the back there. Um, so fully deserved man of the match. Why he wasn't in the the club's man mm. of the match ball at the end is I can't. I don't. I don't understand that. That just bizarre. Yeah. Um, you know. And neither was Victor. That's the two. The two players who, who realistically were uh, vying for man of the match. Neither were in the club's list. I don't know whether they're just trying to spread it out a bit, you know, in the name of equality or what. But um, yeah, he was uh, it was it was fantastic, Akima Doffin. Uh, but as you said in that post-match, I prefer him in midfield. I, want, I would prefer him in midfield, not least because it means we've got some fit central defenders as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's uh, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a quality quality individual all round. He's Akima mm. Doffin. You know, he's a lovely bloke and a quality footballer. Um, so, yeah, great. Fully deserved man of the match performance. Mm. He has his ability, Danny, and he does this in midfield as well as defence. He just pops up. And I think he was meant to be playing on the right-hand side of the three, but it was as often clearing the ball on the left-hand side of the penalty box as he was on the right-hand side of the box, 
He just has that knack of moving towards the ball and understanding where the ball, where the danger is going to be, and and then and then and then clear and then to be fair that 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 feeds really really nicely to Sean Morrison because he was great yesterday. But mm. the, the way Hacks plays allows Morrison to do what he does best because Hacks is mopping up. He's done that Cameron for his role when Richard Wood played last season. He's just mopping up everything else and allows the guy in the middle to do what he needs to do. And Hacks is like a firefighter and a, and a giant as a giant as a footballer as well. Yeah, he's just um, he's got very good defensive awareness, but he's also very mobile with it mm. as well. Um, it's almost like he just orbits Sean Morrison at times in the middle and just mops things up, yeah. uh, which is a great quality to have as a defender. Um, but yeah, it was an absolutely colossal performance from Adolphin. I think other than the gritty teeth moment with the penalty, um, it was faultless, I thought. He put his body on the line. Um, like I say, he orbited Sean Morrison really well and mopped up. Um, it, yeah, one of one of Hack's better performances, I think, maybe up there with his best performance of the season potentially. Fair I, I won't uh, say it is his best performance because I still want it to build, you know, yeah. build that head of steam where everything sort of clicks a little bit better. Mm. Let's move on to another star performer, uh, Victoria Hansen. <laughs> Um, that save, Mick. There's a couple of saves, but that save in the second half that he's tipped onto the post. <laughs> I'm about to say there's, there's an element of luck in there because of the, the way it's bounced off the post. But that save is just what is one of his best saves for us, and that's yeah. because he's had to make a lot of saves for this. Jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one against Swansea were uh, were pretty decent to prevent the own goal, yeah. weren't it? But true, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's a world class save, isn't it? But then he's a world class goalkeeper. I'm sorry, yeah. uh, he is. So um, I, I know that's ridiculous when you talk about uh, well, the fact that we're talking about Rotherham United. Um, but he is, and he'll go into bigger and better things. We all know that. And we've all got to start preparing ourselves for when that day comes because I'm sure it will come, whether it be in January, whether it be the summer or, or, or what, you know. Um, but we just need to enjoy it. And and, and he, it does it, it turns, it turns those performances in week in, week out. Um, and and he shows some absolute. He shows the passion mm. for the game, for the club, for the players, for the team that that everybody wants. You know, we all want that. And 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 it, and it and it starts with Victor, and it and it and it, 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 it kind of spreads throughout the team. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, it was outstanding. You know, that save was genuinely that was a, a world class save. Really, really good. And a match saving save as well. No, well, absolutely. And there was a couple of other. Well, there was one in the first half as well, Danny. Um, as well, it's it's difficult with keepers because sometimes you can just say in that position you can just have a solid keeper and everything's sort of fine. You know what I mean? Like a Marriott Rodak when we had Rodak and 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 players like that. The solid Dan Iverson. They're a decent keeper. You don't have to worry too much about it. They're not going to make a mistake, but they're not spectacular. Whereas Victor is. Just another level to that. He, he is he is the spectacular. He, he pulls off saves. He has no rights. He has no rights to make. Um, he has this ability in a strange way. He has built as a person to not be the centre of attention, but to be able to motivate a stadium. And as a goalkeeper, goalkeepers don't do that. Goalkeepers are the ones that you you should be noticing the least. But Victor has that ability just to be the centre of everything in a really positive way. Uh, and a catalyst as well. He just breeds positivity and performance in terms of the rest of the team and, and the fans as well. Yeah, I don't think it's a case of you know wanting to be 
the centre of attention, Probably which not. is, you, you know, Vic, Victor's not like that. <clears throat> um, and he, even drawing the attention to himself in motivating the fans, I don't think it's a case of wanting to do it. I think it's just the raw passion that he's got mm. and the mentality of, you know, to be the main character. Because at the minute, he is the main character in the sense yeah. of sometimes he saves us the game, not just a shot on target, but a game-saving uh, game saving save, like you said, Mick. Um, and that save he pulls off, good Lord, it's fantastic. It, it's fingertips onto the post, but you could watch it over and over again. Mm. You know, like you said, match-winning save. Um, but he has that ability not just to motivate fans, but also the players. You know, He sort of rallies round everybody. Mm. Um, and he's showing quite a lot of leadership skills as well with that. Uh, and I think if he was maybe a bit more of a senior keeper, he would be club captain. Um, but <laughs> there's a comment it needs to get a better move than the blades though he's not going anywhere until at least next summer what bet. do you think? <clears throat> bet um, because Vic, Victor's already come out and, and sort of not not admitted himself but sort of said he wants to like try and keep us in the division you know um, which is a great thing to, great like, motivator to have Um and I think he'll see out the season. If we go down, he'll probably move on somewhere a lot better than us. Uh, but if we stay up, who knows? But I do think he might go in the summer. So let's talk. Right. Well, here we might as well talk about this because the January transfer window is forward five days away now. Liam Richardson said something interesting in the post-match, make a bit essentially like that if the players leave, if Vic leaves, it means we can bring in some more bodies or something mm. like that. It wasn't, yeah. it, but. <laughs> Victor's prime value is now for us. For Rotherham United, the prime value is now because if he, if we're, in, if we are a League One club in May, his value halves for us. We can't demand seven million pounds for a League One goalkeeper. You just can't. You're not, you're not going to get that money. Whereas now, you could easily say you could probably get four and five million quid for him, and that's slightly undervalued. You're not getting that in League One for me. From a club's point of view, taking my heart out of the situation because I'd love to see like that bloke at our football club for the rest of his career. But taking that out of it, the best time for us to cash in on him is January. Yeah, probably, possibly. He's not a League One goalkeeper, and if we go down at the end of this season, he still won't be a League One goalkeeper. No. That, that in terms of the in terms of the the the, the value of, of of him as a player. To any any other club, that's that's irrelevant. It's absolutely for me. It's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're if you're Rob Scott, um, who I assume would be in charge or in, involved in, in any any transfer out of the club for any player, um, then what division we're in is irrelevant. Don't make him any better or worse or worse player. Any of them. Um, so and, and therefore, in my view, it doesn't affect the value. Um, you know, we're talking people are talking two, three, five million pounds is worth a lot more than that, yeah, a exactly. lot more than that, without question. Um, and we we need to be well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want him to go. No, it's, it's as simple as that. I don't want him to go, but I'm a realist as well. Um, so I, I don't want to speculate on it. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I just hope and hope that the club do not sell ourselves short with anybody any outgoings from the club um but particularly with, with victor you know he signed a new contract he's, he's 
knowing that the chances are that he won't be staying with us. You know, the, the, the chances are, he, 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 well, they're not, the chances are, it's not about chances, is it? He will be playing at a higher level at some mm. stage. Um, so let's wait and see, shall we? Let's just wait and see how it all pans out. Um, I'm sure there'll be some people will be disappointed that we haven't got 20 million for him or 15 or whatever. We may well, you never know. Who knows? Let's wait and see what happens because the speculation's already starting uh, from other clubs, as, as has been mentioned in the comments there. Um, you know, about about Chris Wilder at Bramble Lane thinking that they might put in an offer. I mean, they can't, that, that's not going to happen. Uh, they haven't got any money, you know, their their owners have taken all the money, all the prim, all the premiership promotion money out of the club, and uh, so they've got nothing to nothing to spend it on. So, uh, there's been talk about Everton, um, because I, I, I'd heard somewhere that Pickford is, is likely or could be sold. Given it doesn't uh, make sense that by the way, because Billy Mercer coached Victor for a brief time and yeah, Billy yeah. Mercer is very tight with Sean Dyche. Doesn't yeah, it's it's not not at Everton, but they're very tight. Yeah, and, and to be fair, Victor is a Sean Dyche kind of player, you know. Mm. Uh, and I think I think they get on what he'd get on well there. And, and and Everton have got some some financial issues anyway, in terms of um, so if they can get if they can offload Pickford, that's an option. But the best option is for him to, to be a Rotherham United player in May. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Fair enough. Uh, Paramount says, hope he sees that and season signs a new deal. Um, Paramount says, what, five million, if it's five million quid, you're not by replacement. Imagine what Limerick could do with that kind of money in January. You know, if, if, we're, if we're within a reasonable points distance, I mean, you can buy, get a young, good loan goalkeeper in. He can buy a couple of new centre-halves. He can buy a new centre-half. He can buy a couple of wingers, Danny. Five million quid can go a long way in a January transfer window if... If that's if that's your thinking, none of us. I'm not trying to sell victory, you know what I mean. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways. I feel like a problem. But, but five million doesn't go a long way in terms of championship players. Well, it does. Nombe were a million quid. He's, he's proving to be a championship player. Yeah, but he wasn't like a player from the championship, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think. The, well, I personally think it would be the wrong choice to sell Victory in January. Like, if we if we were desperately short on money, then yes. If we definitely needed to splurge money out on bringing in like quote unquote expensive players in the championship, then yes. Um, but in terms of giving it the best go possible, it's staying in this in this league. However slim the chances are now, we have to keep Victor. And I agree with me; his value won't go down buy much if Rotherham are a League One club next season um, because it's based on the quality of the individual not the team that they're in um, and I mean even on a non-biased poll Victor's the 8th best keeper in the league you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, exactly exactly my point even non-biased poll they've ranked Victor as the 8th best keeper in the league I personally think he's the best keeper in the league right but um I, I think the best the best thing for the club would be to, if we really want to attack League One next season and Victor has his heart set on going elsewhere, which is ifs, ifs and maybes anyway, um, it'd be a case of him going in May and not January. Uh, I think January might be a case of some loans going back, bringing in fresher loans. I don't think we'll be spending a lot of money in January, to be fair. I think it'll be loans and freeze, which tends to be our model in January. Um, but we've got the capability to actually bring in right people. Lee Richardson's obviously got his list, Rob Scott's got his list, and they're working together to get a definite list. But 
I don't I don't think we we're gonna sell Victor. I really, really don't. I just don't see it. If we do, I'll end up and say I was wrong, but I just don't see it. I think Victor is one of the strongest strings to our bow in staying up this season, however slim the chances are. Hmm. Let's wait and see. There's only 18 months plus this contract we're in that zone where it's only 18 months. Does um, he have an so option for an extension though? I wouldn't have I don't know, but I wouldn't have thought so with a renewal. Mm, well, I suppose it'd still be a year left. I mean, we sold Ben Wiles with a year left, and that was, what, two mil, I think, one, near enough? One mm. at most. Um, we we criticise the club a lot for not getting value out of players. That's mm. that's what I would say. If you want to start getting value out of players, you need to sell them at the right time. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Again, I don't think it's the right time. We'll see. Let's move Let's Let's see. Batman says, love Victor, want him to stay forever. This this is where we're all at. To put in our problem hat on, Jamie says we need to tell him he's not allowed to leave yet. <laughs> I'm going to change that, Jamie. Tell him he's not allowed to leave ever. He's robbing for life, that last. Um, I, I do, this is a conversation that I, I don't want to have. I know. You know it's, it's like one of those feelings that you have as a kid when, you, when your mum and dad say, right, come in here and sit down. I've got something to talk to you about. It's that feeling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to have the conversation. Okay. <laughs> Uh, genuinely, I don't. But we're going to end the Victor chat on a very positive note, and it's a congratulations to Victor. Mm, so if yes. you follow his Instagram on his Instagram, you'll see that he's he's about to be a daddy, probably in the summertime, I would guess. Um, so congratulations to Victor uh, and Sigurd. That is wonderful news, and to yes. as well. A granddad again. Um, yeah. Congratulations to the Johansons. Very well, very well done. That's not right. No, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Victor, call it Danny, please. It'd be funny. <laughs> Matthew's a lovely name, I've heard, Victor, if you're watching. <laughs> just, just saying. Um, <laughs> moving back to yesterday, Mick. Um, again, I don't want to bring it down again, but that first half was a worrying performance, to be honest with you. For 35 minutes, yeah, great. that was a really worrying performance in the sense that we didn't really try and win the game. It was a very, Matt, I feel bad saying this, but it was a very mm. Matt Taylor type performance. It was very much right. Try and stay in the game. Let's hope nothing bad happens. And then hopefully something happens and we win the game. Mm. I suppose that's how it went. But at the same time, Mills were a good team, but they're not that good to show them that much respect. I didn't think. No. Did you think it was too much respect or did you just think the setup was wrong? I think a bit of both. I think a bit of both. I think the setup was wrong because we were trying, we, the, the manager, or the management team felt, you know, they, they deserved more respect than they or, than they should have had. Um, you know, you take Dan Barlas out of that Middlesbrough team, and they've got nothing in that middle. And we said it on the on the post match, and, and I'm sure there'll be loads of middle Middlesbrough fans disagreeing with this. But without Dan Barlas in that team, they had nothing. Mm. You know, he ran the show for them, um, and of all the teams in the championship. Rodring United is the one that should know the damage that Dan Barlas can do if mm. you give him the time and the space on the ball. And we gave him the time and the space on the ball. Um, and as a result, we were on the back foot for most of that first 35, 40 minutes. But then, credit to Liam Richardson, he changed it around, he moved it around a little bit. We got back into the game and then in the second half, we came out we came out firing. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't great at all too much we, we gave them far too much time far too much space and we gave Dan Balas the opportunity to, to to do whatever he wanted with the ball so that that was the issue I think for me 
And I don't, I hope, I hope we don't see that again on, on Friday night. I'm pretty sure we won't. Um, I don't want to say it again, full stop, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we got away with it. Yeah, we did. I mean, you can understand that. I mean, when you go Leicester away, you can understand that there's that type of that type of performance because that is a bit of a hope game. When you're at home to anybody, you can't be giving that much respect to anybody in this league. Then, even the Leicester at home, you, we, and we didn't at the, when we played Leicester at home, we can't be giving that much respect. Um, and I felt like the midfield was where the issue was. I thought all, for the first half an hour, Ollie Rathbone and Jim Lindsay were running around, running around like headless chickens. I, they didn't look like they knew where to where where they needed to be. Barlas was finding all the gaps, all that space. Um, and if they had didn't have their, if they didn't have their injury problems, we would have probably lost that game because they were there. They have their problems of missing some key players, um, and Barlas would have found one of the better players and they would have scored. And that's a concern when we play teams that have Jack Clark's played Sunderland on Friday, and 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 you know, people like that. You were so wary of these teams that have quality because they will punish you if, if they're on form and you allow them that time and space. Yeah, <clears throat> first off, Middlesbrough had us on toast. You know, I'll, I'll quite happily admit that. Um, we just didn't seem to have any sort of bite, like you say, especially in midfield. There were no bite, and we were just chasing the game, really. Um, and yeah, I, I completely agree. We shouldn't be doing that to teams in this league, regardless of how much money their squad costs or um, which like, big names are in their team. <clears throat> we shouldn't give them the respect of the game. You know, because the game's the game. We're in the same league for whatever reason. Uh, all right, it's not necessarily a complete level playing field, but on a football pitch, you know, you, you play the game of football and just to give a team respect, it's it's almost like we're already admitting that they're better than us. Mm. You know, we're respecting the better team. But we shouldn't have to do that. We should have a bite in the game to go, all right, you're a bigger club than us. We're going to give it a good go. But we didn't feel like I didn't feel like we did that in the first half, especially watching the game back itself. But in the second half, we really gave it a good a good going. So fair play to Lee Richardson on his half-time team talk because it had definitely had an impact. Um and that feels like something that we've not had for a bit, like the a manager capable of a very big uplifting team talk to get the best out of us in the second half. Um however, I'd like to see it from the first whistle next time, please. Yes. Agree. Holly I'm says, just watching the game back. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Ollie says he thinks Jamie Lindsay did a lot better in the second half. Yeah, I think that uh, Lee Richardson deserves credit for this, Mick, because under Matt Taylor, the only way we were going to see changes was personnel changes. We saw mm -hmm. against Jeff Wednesday in Southampton. If we were under the cost, the only way things were going to change is by bringing a left back on a right back on whatever you want yeah. it to be. Lee Richardson was able to change it in the game by mm. just, we went to a four at the back very briefly. Then we yeah. switched back to a five at the back, and then half time came and they put a rocket up and because we started like a train, uh, well, mm. a train, a slow moving train, but still a train. <laughs> um, but so Lee Richardson deserves a lot of credit for tactically adjusting it without, because when you make a sub, you hamper yourself, don't you? Mm. You, you, you almost fight with your arms, have you? He was able to fix it without yeah. having to sort of hamstring himself later on in the game. Yeah, I think so. I think on, on that Jamie Lindsay subject, he did, he did look a bit off it, to be fair. I don't know whether he's suffering a little bit with some sort of illness or what, but he, he didn't look he didn't look his usual um, figure-like self, did he? You know, he, mm. kind of, he kind of drifted in and out of the game a little bit. So I don't know whether there's an illness there or what. But, but yeah, he, he, the manager did seem to change it a couple of times. 
changed the, changed the work the, the setup a few times and it and it definitely had an impact so you know that's a, that's another positive in it that's another positive absolutely is um midfield danny i all the raffles a strange one because i think he has dropped his levels recently now i don't know what that reason is he might be carrying injury it might be the fact we're having to rinse every single second of the game out on Ali Rathbone. I don't know what it is, but he struggled until the last 20 minutes where I thought he came alive. I thought Ali Rathbone really, really struggled. I am getting slightly concerned that he's not turning it around. And that's on Liam Richardson. That's on the manager uh, to get the best out of Ali Rathbone. But I, I am concerned because I've seen talked to, well, you'll see the scouting report I did with a Sunderland fan. They, he mentioned Ali Rathbone about being a, such a good player in the past. And when Rotherham, when Ollie Rathbone ticks, Rotherham tick, and we're not quite seeing Ollie where his performances have been. He's not, he's not awful. He's not, he's not costing us games and things like that. He's just, for me, his performance levels are not up where they were. Yeah, I think because we were not at our best in the early stages of this season, Ollie definitely went into games and tried a bit too hard mm. because he tried to not only self-motivate, but motivate the team as well by effectively running his arse off every single game. Um, And maybe we're showing the come down from that, where everybody else is starting to uplift a little bit and all he's dropped just to effectively rest a little bit. Um, Because you can't be a million miles an hour all the time and uh, not do something bad to yourself. I mean, it's a miracle that he's not been injured yet and, and that he's not pulled something. Um, so that could play into it a little bit. He's been told to calm it down. But... Touch the wood, Danny. You've kissed us. Touch the wood, touch the wood. Yeah, touch the wood. Touch the wood. Um, yeah, so Ollie, don't get injured, please. But again, maybe that's part of part of it as well. He's trying to mitigate it where he might be carrying some sort of niggle but doesn't want to make it worse. Mm. So that's why his levels have dropped a little bit. Because like you say, when Ollie's on song, Rotherham United play a lot better. Um but I think his levels have just dropped now that Jamie Lindsay's come back into it, so he might be picking up a little bit of the slack from time to time, because I thought Lindsay was really, really good as well against Middlesbrough. Um, and, yeah, I just think Ollie just needs to find that little level between being a million miles an hour all the time and where he is now. If he finds that level again, we might see the Ollie of last season uh, come back through as well. Um So, make you shaking your head, what have I said? No, I was just going to say, I, I don't think his level has dropped. Okay. I don't think his levels dropped at all. I think his levels still the same as it always has been, but his impact on the game is is different. His impact on the game is different because he's not got any help in there. He's on his own. He's he's on his own in the press. He's on his own in that midfield. Jamie Lindsay's backing him up a little bit, but when he was in there with Cafu, who was able to sit in behind him, or when a Dauphin is able to sit in him behind him, then it gives him a little bit more scope, and he has a more impact on the game. And at the moment, he's just he's 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 absolutely everywhere with the same performance level, but the impact on the game is 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 diluted massively because he's not getting the support. That's that's the way I see it. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think it's anything about you know him carrying injuries or anything. That's just my view. I'm not saying it's right, but it just that's how it feels to me. Fair enough. Sorry for interrupting, Danny. I just... No, no, it's, it's all good. <laughs> Two against one mix, so, uh, you know, stuff you. Josh Crystal says, only the problem with growing last season, he struggled with the... He did have some issues. I thought they'd sort that out, though, so hopefully it's not that. Because if it is that again, then that's a worry, um, that it's, not, it's, a, it's a recurring issue. Um, 
Positivity, Mick. We won the game. We talked about a lot of negatives tonight, I think. <laughs> That's fair because the performance wasn't great, but yeah. it's three points on the board. And three points does a world. We, we, we all know how we all felt coming out of New York team last night. Mm. And the players would have been feeling exactly the same thing. We've got a team coming up. We'll go and preview the Sunderland game in a second. We've got a team coming up on Friday who are a good team with some good players, mm. but they ain't no Leicester. They ain't no Premier League team. No. No. Blackburn are the same. They're, 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 an av- they're an average team that they, they, they we're coming up against. Blackburn are certainly mm. average. So, Danny was said earlier about it being their positive step, but about potentially being a catalyst. Liam mm. Richardson's got to try and harness this because this is a huge opportunity. You've got a home game. Yeah. I don't care who we play. It's, it's Sunderland. Great. It could be anybody. It's a home game. You then go away to an averaging team next one. There's a, there's a genuine chance of picking up some consistent points, at least over the next mm. two games here. Yeah, without a doubt there is. Without a doubt, we just need to put that performances, those, those performances in. And, and hopefully, the more time that Liam Richardson gets with the, with the, with the squad, the more organised they become. Mm. Um, and if we can put those um, Plymouth away level performances in, particularly at Blackburn, yeah. um, then then hopefully we should get something from both games. Um, I think I think the Sunderland one, this is the, the Sunderland is a, is a game now is a key game because mm. we're coming off the back of a win, you know. And and thankful, I guess, thankfully, I don't know whether that's the right word. We're not coming off the back of a, a dominant. You know, mm. all guns blazing win. You know, a fantastic performance and a fully deserved win. Because if we were, then you know, it, it's a kind of the number of times we've seen that before. That the next game you're expecting to win, it's after the Lord Mayor's show and it all falls down mm. flat. You know, we 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 dropped very very lucky against Middlesbrough. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but you you know what I mean, don't you? You know, the yeah. performance level wasn't there. Uh, necessarily for the whole game, so we need to up that performance level. And if we can, then Sunderland should should be there for the taking. Yeah, they've got some quality players. They've also got one or two that roll around screaming like babies as well. Clark being a prime example. Not a fan. Think he's a cheat. Um, that's my view. And I'm sure we'll see on Friday night. He'll be rolling around with his socks down and around, around his ankles clutching one shin or another knee or whatever, because that's what he does. Um, yes, he can impact a game. Yes, he's a quality player, but he just ruins it by by cheating. So we'll, we'll have to see how that pans out on Friday, but I think we all know exactly how that's going to pan out. Um, they have got quality, but so have we. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, what do you want to see, Danny, on Friday in terms of Royal United? Uh, we've not got many players coming back. Lucas has played two half an hours or so, so there's a chance that Lucas might be available from the start. That's me speculating, though. Uh, Cafu is available from the bench, so you maybe expect more than five minutes or so, whatever he got this time. Uh, other than that, uh, Appiah came as a wing back, so that's a, that's a possibility as well. Maybe maybe give Eves a moment to start. Maybe now he's had a few sub appearances. What would you change, if anything? Um. I don't think Appy had played the best in the position that he was in, to be fair. That was a bit of a... Ooh. Mm. Um, but then again, he's one of the rare people you can actually play there. Because um, it's slim pickings, again, mm. isn't it, lads? Which also plays into the thing of bringing Kyoso back. Because um, I think Grant Hall's out now as well. Again. Again. <laughs> same injury. Yep, same injury in his hip. Um, 
I might, we might just line up with nine players and just give it a best go that we can. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think for, for me, I wouldn't wouldn't be displeased with the same starting eleven potentially, mm. um, but the application just to be a bit more on the front foot in the first half is how I'd change it. If that makes sense, um, because. We're in a position now where we don't really have much available. I think how many players do we have on the bench? Was it six again? Or was Back it... up to seven because the capital... oh, it's a bit better. A bit better with seven. It's not quite nine, but it'll do for now. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be okay with it being the same starting eleven as long as we attack the team a bit better mm. and have a few more shots at goal as well. Um, and maybe bring Kelly into the fold earlier than he has been doing, like around seventy-five minutes rather than about eighty-five. Because uh, mm. we, said, we said the same thing for Matt, for Matt Taylor as well, to be fair. He brought George on too late and then he started bringing him on earlier and he had more of an impact in the game. Mm. Um, so I'd like to see that later in the game as well. Kafu coming into midfield later in the game. Yeah, that's all right as well. Um, but yeah, I think the turnaround is so quick. Um, mm. I'd be looking at the Blackburn game a little bit more with intrepidation rather than the Sunderland game. Mm. Um, and I'd see actually more changes for the Blackburn game rather than the Sunderland one. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, Tyler says personally, I think Hugo was great. Well, she would like to see Kelly start with number. I think probably more like to see Eves. If you see a change, I think Liberation initially seems to fancy a bit Eve better. Uh, fancy him more, sorry. Um, Harry, this is a good one. Good to hear. We mentioned this. So good to hear. Count for his back on grass, but not that good that Tyler's a few weeks behind him. No, we're talking, we're talking weeks. We're, um, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate because, but we're no, talking about Yeah. Um, this one, mate, Gary Pitcher said, What do you make of Lou Russian's comments regarding punctuality and players and Fred and people? He said, having to do more to assist their recovery. Uh, he thinks Fred wants out. Yeah, simply a few mentioned that I didn't necessarily pick up on the time of the interview. But no. Look, I mean, any quote you can make out to be anything you want, can't you? Yeah, of course you can. Of can. Uh, and I've, I've, I'll be honest, I've not seen that. Uh, but if there's punctuality issues with players, then he's absolutely right to come down on them. You know, you've got to have standards. You've got to have standards. Um, and if 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 any player, and I'm not picking Fred out because I don't know anything about that, so it didn't, you know, no. any player who's not not achieving the standards that are expected, the basics, which is turning up on time, etc., you know, or or doing whatever recovery work you, you you're supposed to do. If you're not doing that, then you need to be called out by the manager on it and, and dealt mm-hmm. with, because, uh, like I say, it's it's all about having high standards. So um, good if if Liam Richardson's identifying any issues like that with with anybody, whether it be players, coaches, and staff, or or, or ball boys, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. deal with it and uh, yeah, get those standards up. Mm-hmm. Um, a few people have mentioned Ayala. Uh, Ayala should be back. In, from suspect, he is suspect from suspension. Ayala had apparently a leg brace. I've seen a few people mention that they saw Ayala mm. with a leg brace on. Did someone uh, get a bit annoyed and kicked him in dressing room? That's what I mean. There's been no rumors of a bust up. That's why you know. Just think, do we think that um, Sean Morrison punched him in the leg? Oh, oh no! It, it'll be um, a Fergus situation. He kicked a boot and it hit his <laughs> knee and <laughs> dislocated his kneecap or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we don't know, and with these games so close, that some of don't have pretty much pressure, so we might not find out um, mm. between now and Friday, whatever day it is today. Um, Mick, 
I'll finish on. I've asked about what you want to see in terms of players. Is it just a step up in performance you want to see, or is there is there a different style? Is it? Or are you happy with the way that we seem to be playing under Liam Richardson in general? I, I just want to see a little bit more in that central midfield. We need some more bite in there. I can't believe I'm saying that when we've got Jamie Lindsay and Ollie Rathbone in there. Uh, what we haven't got is anybody who's capable of putting the foot on the ball and just just having a look around. Ty's spending a lot of his time defending rather than rather than performing that role at the moment. Um, and that's I guess that's just just the nature of the teams that we've played. Um, if we can get Tahi more in the game, more on the ball in that centre of midfield, and I'm happy with the the, 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 the lineup we've got at the moment. Um, mm. I may swap a Yugle out at some stage over these next couple of um next couple of games. I don't know, but um yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable with it. I, I like the soap top. Um mm. Just we just we just need somebody in that midfield who can just slow the pace, slow the pace down a little bit and, and just knock the ball about uh, and leave Jamie Lindsay and Ollie Rathbone to do do what they're good at, but they're not able to do that at the moment because Tahi's been dragged too far back defending. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I wouldn't change it personally. That's the trade-off, though, isn't it? Then we play two up top, you lose that man from midfield under Paul Warren. We had essentially four man midfield. A three-five-two, but with a four-man midfield, with Matt Crooks was up, or even last season with Hacks. Hacks was sort of a, a link. Yeah, but you flip two yeah. up top, you're losing, you're kind of losing that, aren't you? That you're sacrificing you are, yeah. that for a second striker. Um, yeah. There we go. Predictions. I will go first. I've already given one, so uh, to the, the podcast, so I will go one-nil rather than United. Back-to-back one-nils, back-to-back clean sheets, back-to-back wins. Eh? You feeling it? Yeah. Uh, make yeah, two-nil rather. Two one, two what? That's a change. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, two one, Robin. Okay, I think that's a change. Anyway, could be wrong. Yeah. It's Christmas. Who cares, Danny? <clears throat> um, well, we've gone from five one to two one at New York Stadium. <clears throat> um, so it's about time Sunderland didn't score against us. Um, I'm going to echo you, Matt. I'm going to say one nil as well. One nil, I like it. Um, Martin Hall says another one nil, and then Tom will be sweating on the three on the third game. For the <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be good. Brownman says two one to the Millers. Nathan Crouchy says three one to the Millers. Harry says nil one to Sunderland. Uh, if you want a bit more Sunderland chat, I've spoke to Graham Falk from What the Fog podcast. That scouting report will be up tomorrow morning time. Um, so he gives a bit more a bit of run. They've also had a change of manager, so we'll be leaving to Mike uh, Michael Beale. Mm. Michael Beale uh, has yeah. come in, uh, which has upset some people. Yeah, but, they won, <laughs> but they won the weekend on Boxing Day, sorry. So uh, if you want to find out a bit more about Sunderland, that will be up tomorrow. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, anything else, boys, we need to mention? I don't think there is. Um, there we go. Then we're, there we are. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Um, we will be back on Saturday. So, because Sunday's New Year's Eve, we'll be back Saturday night. Um, Mick's not happy about something else. Do you want to do a New Year's Eve episode? No, no. I'll t- no it's oh, just, the, only reason I'm, the only reason I'm doing that is because it's uh, I won't be here for Saturday. So. You'll be in a car park in Wales. Well, I may not be in a car park in Wales, but I will certainly be in Wales. But I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. Useless. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back Saturday, Saturday night. These the reaction will be up Friday at some point, probably Friday evening. Uh, ref watch. Martin Holland asks, there is a referee to, uh, for, uh, for this next game. 
should hope um, so. The EFL website is very cryptic. And when I say cryptic, it says that there isn't a referee. It says to be um, confirmed. On I follow it saying it's Tony Harrington. Yeah, so for some reason the EFL have not been their website, but yeah, Tony Harrington is the referee um, for that one. Uh, also, this is not relevant to this game, but we're going to have VIR against Fulham, by the way. Should we see any VIR fans out there for the Fulham game in the FA Cup? VIR is in operation. Michael Oliver as well. Mick, Mick. Michael Oliver's on the VAR, just for you. I mean, yeah, perfectly fair. I think it's perfectly fair to me that some teams have VAR and other teams don't have VAR in the same round of the same competition. Perfectly fair. I don't see how anybody could argue with that. Oh, wait, apart from everybody. Anyway, that's two weeks away. Well, it's one, well just over a week away, isn't it, that? Um, what on Friday. Have the tickets right. come out for that yet? Yeah, 25 quid. That's not bad. Mm, yeah, disagree. Um, make sure you subscribe. We want we present on the instant reaction. We want to try and get to 1500 subscribers by the end of the season. We're on 1316 or something like 1616. So we'll get to 1500 by the end of the season. We'll make Danny do something stupid again. I don't know what, but we'll make him do something stupid again. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what you're in for, Danny. Sorry, mate. Um, if you're on iTunes and Spotify, again, make sure you've subscribed and liked uh, and give us a five-star rating where it allows you to do so. And if you're watching live tonight, give it a thumbs up uh, on the on YouTube uh, as well and follow us on Twitter as well. Have, is that everything? I think you've gone through it all. Yeah, go through it again. <laughs> no, no. Um, thank you, everybody, for being with us. I hope you've all had a lovely Christmas um, and we'll see you all on the 29th, which is the Friday. I forget when days are. Thank you, Mick. You're very welcome. Thank you, Danny. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. See you soon and up the millers. Up the millers. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Rotherham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 